1: welcome to the featured anime podcast i'm your host jack
0: and i'm rick
1: and today we are talking about made in abyss dawn of the deep soul which was uh basically our choice for the continuation of our abyss journey as we move on through everything uh but before that we were uh remembering some not so wonderful pleasant times in the old internet days uh, back when things were still growing and evolving uh, so to so to speak and blooming in a in a manner of speaking and then also you know uh some other wonderful topics and discussions if you want to catch a part of that water conversation uh go to patreon dot com slash Featured Anime Podcast, a dollar a month will get you access to that bonus content. Or if you feel so inclined to join us when we live stream, uh, you can go to twitch.tv slash featured anime podcast. We do throw out notifications on our Discord and on Twitter whenever we go live. So feel free to join us and, and uh, join in on the fun. If you want to help support us through other means, though, and you don't want to join us live, we are available for stream everywhere. And you can also contact us. All our contact information is available to you through our show notes. Or you can go to featuredanimepodcast.com for all that wonderful information. And if you uh, do happen to be a patron sponsor, you can go listen to us now on Spotify with your patron exclusive stream. And if you want to get yourself some tasty treats, use code Featured anime with our uh, affiliate link in the show notes, and you'll get $5 off your first month. And it is tr- one of the most delicious boxes of treats you'll ever get. And I do highly recommend it. And now on to the meat and potatoes. Made in the abyss. Dawn of the deep soul is a movie that came out in January, 2020 producers for it are ATX uh, takes hobo uh, Kodakawa just to name a couple of of the producers for it, the studio for it is a Citrus, and it's based off of a web manga. Genres for it are adventure, drama, fantasy, sci-fi, action, and gore. And it ran for about an hour forty-five minutes. Now, Man and Abyss, Dawn of the Deep Soul. Uh, it is it takes place directly after the events of season one or the first two movies, and it takes place directly before the beginning of season two. So this is not a movie that you can skip over since it ties in directly into the series and it flows along with it and it helps answers a lot of the questions that you actually would have. Uh, but the primary, uh, premise of the movie is after the, after Nanichi loses Mitty, uh, she decides to go ahead and join Rico reg on their journey down into the depths of the abyss. Uh, and then going out down into the fifth layer, which is called the Sea of Corpses, uh, which is basically the layer that's just before the uh, final depth where you can no longer return. Uh, going there, the Massadus sadist Bondrew stands between them and the rest of their adventure. And Bondrew's horrific laboratory serves as a final checkpoint for those who wish to reverse deeper into the abyss. But uh, he doesn't the scientist has no real desire to allow Rico or her party to pass on, at least without a cost. And you actually find out that the, what that cost is, and it's not necessarily something that he is even restricting onto them as well. You also uh, find out Bondru is also kind of a, has a daughter and her name is Prushka. And this story revolves around them understanding the white whistle, the story behind it and the world a little bit better. And to understand how the white whistles truly are.
0: Yeah. Twisted. Twisted would be one of my top descri- descriptors to become a white whistle requires sacrifice. Uh,
1: sacrifice. Yeah. More pure, sacrifice than pure and simple. So the, this movie really kind of, and I had said this during the last three podcast episodes, you'll get all your answers or not all your answers, but you'll get a lot of answers in this movie and it, everything gets set up beautifully in this for this movie. And a lot of answers happen in this movie. And it's not necessarily answers that you're like, Oh, well that's good to know. It's <laughs> answers. Yeah. You're like, well, well, that's some messed up that's some messed up stuff right there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's in order to become a white whistle, it almost feels like you have to lose your your humanity. Right. But at the same time, you can't lose your humanity. Does that right. make sense?
1: It does. It does. But before we dive oh, sorry, into yeah. the to to how you gain your white whistle, like let's let's kind of like backtrack a little bit. Let's kind of go through through the story, you know? And mm-hmm. and let's start off like at the beginning, you know, so that way we're not <laughs> might going to the to the middle or three quarters through the movie like you know, like you were just trying to do.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I just it, it's it's one of those things that just it 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 I can't get it out of my head. But right. I will do my best.
1: There you go. Well so the beginning, right, you learn that and you're kind of led to the point where they're going through whole area and then you learn about these insects that are technically not even supposed to be on the fourth layer they're supposed to be in the sixth layer and mm-hmm. they disguise themselves as leaves and if you basically see them you're in the middle of a nest so they see and what's they're, kind of,
0: they're nightmare fuel
1: they are very much nightmare fuel uh and when i said that this is more gory i was not joking like this is a lot more gory mm-hmm. simply because the insects keep you alive while they eat you and the, the kind of like the older ones, I guess feed themselves to you. Like they will literally go into your stomach so that way your body digests them to keep you alive longer. So that way those ins ince- their babies, the larvas have mm-hmm. live food to eat. And you just see these corpses everywhere from it. And it is, it is, it is Honestly, a very horrific scene. It is It is very gruesome. Yeah, is, I don't think
0: you're giving it enough justice. To be perfectly honest, what, it's
1: what a horrific but, scene. It's very gruesome, and it is is not enough justice. It's like no,
0: okay. Mainly because well, mainly because what happens is you're still alive when they attack you.
1: That's what I and, said.
0: Like no, no, but like I, it gets I, worse. It gets <laughs> worse because okay. you don't lose your humanity until they start eating your brain from the inside out.
1: Well, it's not that you're losing your humanity. You're being kept alive. And I said that you're kept alive. They feed themselves to you, forcing you to stay alive. So the babies, the larvas have live, a live host to eat. I don't understand how, how that, how your description is like, oh, well, they lose their humanity. It has nothing to do with their humanity. They're being kept alive. So their larva can eat them and they're feeding so the, I, I, themselves I guess- to them. So that way yeah. they can. and so. So I feel like that's a pretty accurate description. Yeah, I feel no, like the that way is that you just were very, very just, just, <laughs> I mean, like. Well, the way that you, you were describing it,
0: it, it's, it sounded like, at least to me, uh, it sounded a lot like it was one of those things where, oh, they just, you pass out, you're numbed, and then they, they just start consuming. You. And the way that I understood I, it I was,
1: literally just reiterated everything. And then you're like, well, I, that's not what I heard the first time. <laughs> no, I literally just reiterated I, everything that I said.
0: I know, but I I guess the, the sticking point for me is they're still conscious while this is going on. It's it's oh, not yeah, something that happens.
1: No, they're still very much alive. Yeah. The, yeah, they're, they're, there is...
0: I guess the, the sticking point for me is they're not comatose.
1: Yeah, we have no idea Co- how can, coherent there are. I mean, like the larvae have eaten their eyes, eaten most of their brain, I'm assuming, except for what's mm-hmm. the parts that are keeping them alive.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, ate the tongue
1: or whatever else it was.
0: Yeah, it was. It was.
1: They just show the face. They don't show the whole body. All right. But you can assume you can assume.
0: Yeah, you can assume. And then they let out the scream. And that's that's their I'm ready call, I guess. Like It it was weird. It it was. I don't understand what the, the screaming was for, but it signified something important.
1: Yeah, it signified the to the queen but they were basically firebombing the whole area to try and destroying and, and get it under control, which I mean, like, honestly, if you have a giant hill that that's where the queen is, I, mean, I don't, I don't think burning the whole area is going to do a whole lot. I think you're kind of screwed,
0: right? Well, where which, they,
1: which yeah. kind of brings to, to light, right? Cause you know how we were talking before the viewpoint of like, well, the abyss curse kind of permeates and, and floats out through the um, the what's it called uh, the, out of the abyss onto the surrounding the area. Right.
0: Oh, yeah. OK, right. Yeah.
1: So at that point, right. Don't you don't you think that the insects coming up from the sixth layer to that fifth layer is also a symbolization that it is eventually going to spill out to the rest of the world? It
0: would, well, when you put it like that, yeah, it, it's a very direct, uh yeah, the, when you put it like that, it seems like a very direct path. If you, for, if you take it to its logical extreme, yeah, the sixth layer was going to overflow out of the abyss and, and into everywhere else. I was more interested in the fact that these living beings did not suffer the curse or blessing, as we will learn them to be called. Um
1: at uh, all uh are you talking about the, the insects well we don't well we we don't know how the insects or other creatures handle the curses or whatever as they per- travel or permeate through the layers like we're we're well, never no, no, no. we're never given that information simply because we never see it either
0: okay maybe well maybe i misunderstood this part then but um there's the staircase inside the, the the bottommost layer of uh, level five, mm-hmm. where they go meet uh, Babushka. No, that's not her name. Parushka. Parushka. Yes. Uh, where they meet Parushka, and she goes that if you walk through there, you're going to suffer the curse. And her little animal jumps up, no problem. And she explains it. At least in the dub, she explains it that oh, they're not really thinking beings. They don't have the cognitive ability to understand what's going on. So they can just bypass everything. And the way that you can climb up, at least in this particular instance, is if you close your eyes and only focus on one thing, blocking out everything else, the curse doesn't affect you on these stairs.
1: Well, that's, that's not how they, they explain it. And, and she doesn't understand it. She just says, uh, I don't know why, but, he's not affected by the curse. And if you, and the reason why she has Rico smell him right. Is to focus in on it because then you can see Mm -hmm. the trails of where he's leaving for -hmm. her to follow. And you focus on that and it helps you get past and move beyond it. But it's not like she can just like, Oh, I'm just going to look at this and focus on it. No, she has to close her eyes and she has to intensely focus on it. Basically, mm-hmm. using her mind's eye for it.
0: Yeah, and I thought that that signified a way that you can tran you can traverse the the curse without it affecting you like that. Because mm. her first attempt going up those stairs, she got hit in the face and got cut on the hand, and it, you find out later that she lost all sense of herself, and those injuries were her falling down the stairs. So they weren't phantom attacks; they were her injuring herself because.
1: Well, it's not that she just, it's not just her loss of self, the sense of self. It's she, when you're going up there, you lose all senses, including the sense of pain. And that's Uh what's also explained too, is like, because you don't have the sense of pain or, or the basically senses, you can't really sense anything other than through smell. So like a majority of your senses are gone that's why if you're able to focus in on something that you're able to focus in on and still utilize, which is not pain, but smell in this case, you're able to really kind of hone in and focus on, on the smell. And it helps you along so that way you're not losing yourself and worried about anything else. And so you're just climbing along because you're that's all you're thinking about. That's all you're focusing on.
0: Okay. Well, I misunderstood that completely because, yeah, no, I didn't get any of that. I just got that if you... Don't pay attention to the higher functioning parts of your brain you can traverse, which is why I assumed the, the, the bugs were able to come up without any negative repercussions because they don't have the cognitive features, the cognitive function to understand what the curse is. And the little animal walked up there because, again, not smart enough to realize that there's a curse, not smart enough to be affected by the curse. So that's, that's, I thought they were trying to show us what the curse, the the, the so, knowledge is power and stuff like that. And then
1: it's not even, it's not even that right. It's, it's basic form. Okay. It doesn't matter if it's not like, oh, you don't know there's a curse. You won't be affected mm-hmm. by it. You'll be affected by it.
0: And so why wasn't the animal?
1: Because it's the animal. I mean, like, it's the same reason as to why, uh, Reg isn't affected by it. He he can bleed. He can hurt. He can all the he eats and everything like that. Right? He is a robot, but he's a living entity at the exact same time. Kind of sort of. Sort of. He's not affected by the curse either.
0: I assume that he was not affected by the curse for the, simply because he he was part machine and he, he he his brain worked off of what is essentially ones and zeros. Like he didn't. He's not
1: a it wouldn't matter if you're part machine because if he's a Pinocchio, right. But if you're part machine, that means you're also part human and it wouldn't matter. But well, I I feel like he's all machine. Let me, let me, let me explain this to you in another way. Your argument will be put to rest in episode one of season two. Okay. Okay. And I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why, because when in the first episode of season two, Mm uh, this dude, he's like, oh, I'm going to go up on this hill and get a better view, see what's going on. He goes up the hill and then he just collapses while they're still in the first layer. And it's like, oh, what happened to him? And and someone they're with says, oh, that happens because he went up too high. Like, literally, they had no idea about a curse. They had no, no premonition I, or forethought for it. He okay. literally, they just made it to the island. They were there for like mm-hmm. maybe a day. They were going down mm-hmm. in and he said mm-hmm. i'm going to go up on this hill you went up on that hill and you got afflicted by the curse
0: so i mm, okay i see where you're coming from i see what you're saying um but it's it's a little bit well, it's it's a lot of not what i mean um, but that's
1: exactly what you said is you you i and that's why i that's why i said not knowing about it doesn't mean you're not afflicted by it i guess not
0: knowing it is is not the right way to say it. you don't have Enough gray matter. Similarly, um, you can't teach a wild animal language. Typically, they don't have the cognitive function. Which the the bugs coming up aren't smart. The animal that is going up the stairs isn't intellectually advanced.
1: So your argument is because they're dumb, and that's why they're not able to be able to comprehend. They're not, developed. They're not able to comprehend that there's a curse. Is that what you're saying? It, no, I, mean, but like,
0: I feel like they're bypassed because they're, they're they're animalistic, and I feel like the reason why that she was able to climb those stairs and not be affected by the the curse is because she isolated things and she focused. So let me let me put it to you shut like this. Down a lot and our let brain.
1: me let me let me break it down for you like this. Mm-hmm. If they're that dumb, right? To put it simply, to put it simple, if they're that dumb, okay. right? They wouldn't be warned saying the further down you go, the more intelligent and cunning the creatures are. So take the Pierce Orber, who's able, who is highly intelligent, able to f- read and see the flow of, of the curse or the matter that's around them and be able to see what's going on. I don't think it's necessarily that they're able to bypass the curse And or the curse doesn't affect them, it's they're able to read the flow of it and they're able to move around it because they have a higher cognitive function and they're able to see it, unlike everyone else. And Nanichi can see the flow of the curse and everything that's going on, and that's how she was able to see and go, oh, this is an effective area, so that way we can go ahead and move through here, or this is why I'm here, because it's not as strong, and so it's not going to affect you as much. The insects and the other creatures, are the deeper you go, are able to see it. Also, the further away from the center, the weaker it gets. So if you're looking for a way to go up, and you're one of those creatures that have that higher cognitive function, are able to go and see, Oh. That's an area where I'm able to go through and not get hurt. And they will use that to get around it. It's not that it doesn't affect them. They're smarter and they can see it and go around it. Whereas if the humans aren't able to, they're able to see and read the flow. And that's why you see that creature not go make a beeline all the way up. You see it just jumping around going up.
0: Okay. So you're saying and I, I promise, I'm not trying to be difficult. I'm just trying to understand it. Uh, so, if I understand what you're saying correctly, is the animals are able to have a sight of some kind mm-hmm. that Nanichi also has. Yes. That they're able to see what the curse is and the ebb and flow of the curse. Yes. So, they're able to traverse the, the, the area of the curse by going to, let's say, more shallow locations.
1: Yes. Because that's what one well, they're, they're told. And that's what Nanichi even says, like, because remember when we were talking about, about them fighting the orb, the -hmm. the curse and the flow, it knows where you're going. Like just from you moving, it's able to, the orb eater, he's able to see where you're going to go just based on that. It's not that he's crazy intelligent over you. It's because he knows where you're going to go before you even commit to it all the way. Mm Because your body's intentions are sending the signal to the curses or the flow around you. That's where you're going to go. And so that's how it's able to pre. Uh, pre- uh, blah, blah, blah. Thank you. Where are you mm. going to go?
0: Yeah, that must be where I misunderstood because I didn't take that as intelligent or higher function. I just took that as more uh, instinct, hunt, stuff like that.
1: Well, you also have to remember the orb eater, when he was looking mm. at. Greg and he saw the thing it kicked it away it's like oh i know you're gonna go for this boom now what are you gonna do yeah but it it, it doesn't need to be a super crazy high intellectual species to outsmart someone you just you just have to you just have just- to be you you know it's like if the zombie apocalypse happened you don't have to be the fastest guy you just don't want to be just the you slowest be than
0: somebody else. Exactly. <laughs> you just got to be faster than the guy running next to you. Exactly. Um, no, I just, I, mm, it's not something I'm going to, I have a difficult time understanding and, and trying to, I guess, uh, explain my viewpoint or my, my idea, because I see where you're coming from. I just don't think it's right. And I can't explain why. Okay. Which kind of sucks considering this is a podcast. Not that it's,
1: well, <laughs> you use mean, your like, words to
0: paint images. Well, it's but, not
1: even use a word to paint an image, right? It's, can you say something to me that is counter to what I just said?
0: Yes. Say, it. I don't believe they're smart. I don't believe they're cunning. I think they're just better with their instincts and they've learned that
1: that this is means this
0: and that means that, but it's not necessarily a smart thing or an in- intelligence thing because bears do judo in, in a sense, naturally. It's something they're, they're...
1: You're not disproving what I'm saying, though. What I'm saying... Well, I'm not saying that they're the smartest individual. and At no point did I say that they were smart. I did say they were cunning, but everyone also is saying that they're cunning. Yeah, Being a, you
0: also said that the lower you go, the smarter they get and the more cunning they get.
1: Because that's exactly what they also said there, too. hmm And I pointed out instances where they do have the intelligence, but I also said they're able to see and read the flow of the mm. curse around them pointed out in and the orb eater. Yeah. Yeah, you did. At, okay. So I want you to say something that can disprove my argument. You are not disproving my argument by simply saying, oh, I don't it's, think it's, they're smarter. It, I'm not saying not they're the smartest. To disprove
0: your inner. It's just and, the shift. Cause what you say is not wrong. Okay. What you're saying is not wrong. Okay. I just can't. The sticking point for me is that little animal that was showing her how to get up there. And if he was able, the little animal was able to climb the stairs, right? It, that That's my sticking point. Because then, even without that animal, she was able to climb the stairs afterwards.
1: We don't see her climbing the stairs afterwards. Well, that's how you got to the operation room. The operating room where the animal did take her?
0: Oh, yeah, you're right. So I guess she did follow the animal both times.
1: Yes. And she followed the animal after that too. The only one that you saw jumping up and down and going every which way all over the place was Reg.
0: Yeah, no, I, I he like again, we he's a robot, so I assumed he wasn't affected by the curse anyway. Right. Because the he, curse really only affects organic beings. I would At uh, least that's what I see.
1: Right. So And we have no idea, honestly, how it affects Nanichi. I we, assumed
0: it already did affect her.
1: Right. Well we know from the from six to five, she's affected, but we don't know how it affects her after that. While she's in that state, is what I'm saying. They've never oh. shown how it affects her if it affects her while she's in that state. We don't. We haven't seen it. We've seen them go down, but we've mm-hmm. never seen them go back up, and we've never seen ninichi go back up.
0: Okay. Hmm. I was gonna say she must have gone back up because she 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 went from level five to where did we find level three? Four. Or level four.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, but we don't know how they were affected
0: mm. because they didn't show that. But one of them was immortal, so it wouldn't have mattered anyway.
1: Right. That's. But that's not the one that I was. I'm talking about. I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. 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 So interesting
0: thought. Okay. It's still going to take me some time to get my head to wrap around that because it means. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not very good with words when I don't when I don't have a good con- a grasp of it currently.
1: Well, um, what if, what if I said. Level four! For that wonderful Soma! <laughs> Soma!
0: <laughs> oh, gotta hit level five, though. Level nope, five. Nope, nope, nope. Um, <laughs> level four!
1: Level five! Awesome.
0: Uh, throwback for <laughs> for more fun animes. Um, but Okay, so putting that, all that aside, because um, you're probably correct, I think I don't think I'm 100% wrong, but I'm, I'm, I'm a good 80% wrong. I think, I think it's it's somewhere in the last 20% that I got and and where you're at might be the truth, but wait, dumb question. Considering you said you already talked about episode one. Have you seen season two in its entirety?
1: No, I only started. Obviously
0: it's, it's, it's halfway through, but.
1: No, I've only seen the first couple of episodes. Okay. And that's why I said like. Oh well, you know. Before I continue on, might as well. I I have to revisit it because it had been a while since I mm. seen it. So
0: yeah, instincts are one heck of a thing. But um, what what do I? So I keep forgetting that that guy's name. Who's the white whistle that's down there? Gertrude? No, not Gertrude. Bondrew. Bondrew. He's kind of like a mad scientist.
1: Yeah, kind he of. he he is like a hundred percent. He is
0: like it, it, it in. When I say mad scientist, I don't think he's upset. I don't think he's crazy. I think he's removed any and all empathy, so it's pure science. It is pure, unadulterated. I'm curious, and if it hurts you, I'm sorry. Not sorry. Going to do it anyway.
1: Yeah. No. He is. For the next twenty people behind you. For the next hundred people behind you, like the dude is horrible. He also has something that's. uh, So the thing, and you, and you learn how truly terrifying the uh, white whistles are because they're basically an army in and of themselves they are armed to the teeth with artifacts that are r- crazy powerful and unique and you know about this from Ozen he, it's also mirrored for Bondrude and you can assume for everyone else that they have an artifact that is just crazy powerful and for for Bondrude he has a couple of different artifacts. He has a, quite a few different artifacts, and one of them is basically kind of like uh, Reg's incinerator cannon, right? Mm-hmm. And it's able to actually cut through Reg's body and armor. Like and, a torch. Yeah, and it and they, and this is proved when they cut off Reg's right arm.
0: Hmm.
1: Oh, one
0: one last note on why white whistles are so dangerous. I, I know I'm backtracking just a little bit, but it was also stated that a white whistle has the ability to bring out the full potential of each and every relic.
1: It's because of the white whistle. Yeah, yeah, no
0: but what I'm saying is like it's one more reason why if they have a relic, if somebody else gets a hold of it it's not necessarily as impressive.
1: Well, it's not even that. It's the white whistles are the only one that are able to use their whistle.
0: Yes, that is true as well.
1: Uh, and and so it makes it meaningless and this is further elaborated on, too, when they're when they're going through it uh, in that Bondroot actually spells out exactly. It's like, oh, well, the reason why no one else can use the uh, the white whistle is because you didn't have a connection to the person like the whole area that they're in mm-hmm. is basically a ceremonial area that's used to basically, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is how I interpreted interpreted it, you, someone's sacrificed who you care deeply for, intimately for, in, in mm-hmm. some manner, and the white whistle is made from them.
0: Correct. It's one of those things where, yeah, it's nuts, right? It's like, if you grew up with a puppy and you loved this puppy, well, no, it wouldn't be a puppy. Puppies don't work. It has to be a sentient being we are assume it has to be human we We, assume or at least it has to initially be human
1: we we assume it has to be someone something somehow with a deep connection to you someone the, the deeper the bond and they never specified human but the deeper the bond the more the deeper the bond the better it is
0: hmm i could have sworn he specified human
1: at at that point i mean like at the end so i mean like i mean it could have been just an
0: assumption but i could have sworn at least in the dub in the dub (sighs) it specified it has to be human
1: i mean Um, well well how about this it has to be formerly human fair enough
0: formerly human that's good enough um but what i will say is it's not just your your it's not attraction um it's not adoration. It's not, it's affection. It's not your affection towards your sacrifice that matters. It's their their, their their affection towards you. So, like, if you cared about, I don't know, let's say Joe Schmo on the road. And you're like, this is my soulmate. It's my soulmate you can sacrifice them and not get a white whistle because they didn't believe it. At the same time, they could fall in love with you, and you're just you're like, yeah, you're some random nobody, and they're like, I'll give my life for you, and they would actually turn into. Well, at least that's my understanding. It's the affection from the whistle to you, or from the potential. The the
1: it's the connection the material to you. The the deeper the connection is, the the better it is, and the so it has most, to go both
0: ways. So I'm, I mean, it's a genuine I, question. I don't know.
1: So the reason why I don't know is because Bondrood's whistle is made from himself. Yeah. So I don't think it necessarily needs to go both ways. I just think it for him at least. Right. Which just only makes it more ambiguous as to the true nature of how you get it. You just know that soylent greens made of people (laughs) like white whistles. So, you know,
0: It makes me think how everybody else got them because yes, they're a little crazy, but
1: it's not that it's not a whole lot of people either. You only have like four or five people to have a white whistle.
0: Yeah. Well, here's my thought process. And this is just me going, Hey, this would be kind of cool. If it was this, um, our main character was dead, right? Yeah. Is it perhaps her dying that great granted her mom, the white whistle?
1: No, she already had the white whistle before she had her.
0: Oh, so she was just cold hearted to begin with and then gained a heart upon birth. Roughly. Probably. Who knows? Well, her father was dead. Maybe the father is the one that gave they the white had whistle. the white
1: whistle before the father too.
0: Oh, I'm not going to lie. That'd be kind of a story I'd like to watch.
1: Yeah. So, and the reason why I say that is because in hmm. the movie they showed her having a meal with the, the girl's father and she already had the white whistle.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They did. Didn't they? Yep. Huh? um uh...
1: I know the plot thickens, right? I was gonna say I got enough. <laughs> the stuff I was
0: trying to say don't don't really matter then. I or rather it does matter, it just don't it don't add up. Right. Interesting. So does that mean that um never mind, that doesn't make any sense. Do you have to make your sacrifice in in, in the fifth level?
1: Yes. They they, they said that where Bondroot is, that's where the ceremony takes place where you're able to get the white whistle.
0: Yes, but but my, my question, or my, my thought was, um, you know how, like, d- is there a ceremony that needs to take place, that needs to start and finish for the sacrifice, or is it just the level itself that, that is the sacrifice?
1: Uh, I'm assuming they have to be within that one force field area.
0: Proximity is important, then. Okay.
1: That's my assumption. Whether or not it's true is another story, but that's my assumption.
0: <laughs> true true um now you, you, you yeah you must have more knowledge than i do on this one because it wasn't made clear to me if bondrud was able to blow his whistle even though he's changed bodies
1: no they said that they even stated that he can't like that was literally that was a question that they had uh asked or or that rico had came up with and bondrud mm. even pointed out how clever she is because he is not able to use it. So that's why he's actually stuck on the on the fifth level. He can't proceed forward. And he can't even help someone proceed forward if he wanted to. So he's
0: trying to make another White Whistle so that he can go to the fifth la- the sixth layer.
1: Probably.
0: Interesting. Now, what he ends up doing that makes me think that he is beyond... Makes me think he's not malicious, but he just don't care.
1: Oh, yeah. No, that, he he is by far least caring individual possible
0: do you think he's malicious Uh, malicious maliciousness requires intent right
1: yeah i would say he is because he made malicious because he made that very deep and loving connection to Prushka only to do that to her for that very specific purpose
0: and what we're referring to is horrific essentially what happens is
1: best left unsaid
0: fair enough gotta watch it to find out what horrors await
1: exactly no honestly i mean like we could continue to go on for the for the movie and everything that that goes on but i mean like the i mean like honestly i feel like it's best left for you guys to kind of just like go out and re-venture and and uh, watch it yourselves simply because this it is such a great movie. It does yeah. really answer a lot of those questions that you would have from from the first season. A lot of the questions left over this third. The movie does answer those questions. It gives you more questions, but it does help <laughs> answer them. However, it is like it is a heart wrenching movie. I mean, like it yeah. is.
0: It does a very good job of telling a story, getting you invested and it, the delivery is amazing. The the music on point. The fight scenes were just. People did their research. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it flowed so well. And the the way you get more questions. That's that's for certain. Um, and I have not suspicions, but I, I have queries about who is the real villain here. Yeah. So, but highly under, uh, highly recommend watching it yourself. Indeed. Um, if you don't have the time to watch the series, the series goes into much greater detail, but if you don't have the time, the movies do a pretty good job of catching you up and getting, feeding you all of the necessary information.
1: They do. And also at the exact same time, the, uh, the movies, provide you a little bit different information from the series so it is actually good to Mm -hmm. watch both of them so oh 100 uh, so so it is it is they're both great to watch they're both really good uh the movie definitely it is not a movie you can skip over you do have to start the movie to go straight you know to go into season two otherwise you're going to just miss too much you're not going to understand what's going on or the events Mm -hmm. that transpired leading up to season two Simple because there's just going to be that gap, so the movie is very important. It is, it is. I agree. But luckily, you can recap it all with that uh, series, with the True. movies. So make a make a weekend of it.
0: Yeah, I <laughs> grab popcorn.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right, sir. Uh, I feel like this is a great spot for a rating. So on right. a scale of up to ten. How would you rate this?
0: So I can't give it a ten. I want to. The visuals. On another level. The the story keeps you there. It's not... It's, there's very little downtime. Everything that you come across is important. They, they do callbacks to specific things that were said that seemed like throwaways but weren't. Um, and it... Aside from it being a bit too gory in certain instances, um, it's a lot less bloody, if that makes any sense. So... It was good. It's a very nice balance. Um, The fight scenes, like I said before, immaculate. They did a very good job. They had what I hope to say is they had very good budgeting and a very good director and top tier animators. Um, Music, wonderful. The music was on point. It did a damn good job at conveying certain feelings. It it put you in. it, 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 It drew you in and kept you there on the sad parts, on the happy parts, the fight scenes that the music helped so much to bring you to the point of, you're not sure if it's going to go well or not. The suspense. Very, very good. Um, I might've just talked myself into a 10 quick. So, give me something bad about it.
1: Uh, the level of questions that I have after this is just astronomically grown beyond that. <laughs> So I'm going with a nine. The reason why I'm going with a nine is because one, they give me even more questions to what I actually have, right? Uh mm-hmm. than what I started it off with. One, you wanna I want to know who the heck Reg is. Uh wanna know what what the visions he saw were. I want to know more details about Bondrude. When you see Bondrood mm-hmm. uh and the metal is taken off his eye, he has like tentacles popping out of his eye or what whatever the hell is going on. Like mm-hmm. what the hell was with that? right? Is there like some deeper effect that we don't know about that, that he was afflicted with or what the hell's going on and you know like what is the ultimate purpose of the White Whistles aside from from that one thing? Is there really a way for them to come back from the, from the sixth layer and we just don't know about it or what's going on, you know? So, but I feel like I might get some answers. I might not get some answers. Mm. You know?
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, in that case, I'm going to have to mirror you and give it a nine as well. Because I, I like like I asked, I, I need something to get, take away from a 10 because I don't feel like it deserved a 10. But like I, I, I couldn't with all the stuff I was saying, it, it made me feel a lot closer to a 10 than I was originally going for. Um, but yeah, in that case, yeah, nine because of all the same things you said, um, questions that were not answered. It didn't it didn't have a necessary book ending, but it wasn't supposed to. Right. So, I mean, I can't really take too many too many points away for that. Yeah, but yeah I'm gonna go with a nine. I, I, I enjoyed it. I highly recommend anybody and everybody to I- enjoy the series. Not just watch the movie, but enjoy the series. It's unique enough that I don't think I've seen anything close to it. Yep. Um, it's
1: definitely highly me. recommended by me as well. So it is something that you need to watch. Now yeah. on to the next week's choice. Next week's choice, I wonder if you could guess what it is. Rent a girlfriend. No. Uh season <laughs> two of Made in Abyss.
0: Season two. Now because there's only uh, they were supposed to do twenty five episodes, but they only released what, twelve?
1: I think they did. Uh made in, Made in an Abyss? Uh no season two's done, I thought. Yeah. I mean it, like came out late. In
0: 2022? Yeah. Oh, no. I Okay. So which is the most recent season? Season three?
1: Season two. Season three is in the process of being made right now.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Hmm. Yeah, there's there's only 13 episodes, (laughs) though.
0: Well, in that case, yeah. I could have sworn season two was 25 episodes, because we had talked about it last time, and you said they broke it
1: into... No, we were talking about something else entirely. Oh. Well, then. (laughs) Uh, All right. So uh, if you feel like we did this week too much justice, not enough justice or anything like that, feel free to reach out to us. All our contact information is available to you in the show notes, as well as on featured anime podcast.com. If you want to help support us, help us grow uh Patreon.com slash featured anime podcast, a dollar a month to get you access to some bonus content. And if you want to, also support us by giving yourself a nice, delicious treat from Tokyo with Tokyo treats. You use coupon code FeaturedAnime along with our affiliate link. You'll save yourself $5 off your first box from them. And trust me, those treats are oh so delicious. And if you want to help support us through other means and not do anything like that, you can buy some swanky swag at and. Until next time, I'm Jack,
0: I'm Rick, and we'll see you next time.